This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with Greg, and he's in the airport, and you know what we'd like to do here. We have like to have ambient sounds in the background, such as drum circles, uh, Google Hangout noises, and now airport. Greg, say hello. I mean, this is like the least, oh, I've already said like, this is the least busy hallway in LaGuardia, I think. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. You've done it, boy, and you've found a place to stay. Uh, so there's not a lot of Ranger news for us to talk about in general. We have a kind of bits and notes one listener question that we want to get to i think we'll go into the mlb deadline a little bit but overall this will be a pretty short podcast for us in typical i know we've been going extra long lately which has been fun two hours later two hours later the very true but i have a feeling that would not be the case this time uh let's get no, this... i gotta get on an airplane i also have to uh pack to go to utah to hike the narrows and if there's any ranger fans in the narrows on tuesday say hello uh, That'd be weird. That would be weird. Imagine like the first fan I ever met. He came up to me in the Narrows. He's like, "Hey, are you that guy from Blue Shirts Breakaway?" And I'd be like, "No. What, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Please, please get away." Um, who are you, and why is this tree talking to me? Yeah, why? Why I'm hallucinating because I'm dehydrated. Um, so we came to terms with uh, with um, Marek Hivrik. That's probably not correct, and you can yell at me later. Uh, you you have put, made it a post on our Facebook group at BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Shameless plug there. Uh, and you said yeah. what there, Greg? Uh, that piece, you know, he's nice. I don't expect him to make the team. I think he's going to be Hartford filler. Uh, I still expect Jansen, Gerby, Juris all to have a leg up on him. And I even, well, I think he's better than Tanner Glass, but I would expect Tanner Glass to have a leg up on him. Because so, Tanner Glass. Because Tanner Glass is in love with AV and they're getting married and they have kids together. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So that he'll probably end up playing. I think Hebrick will see uh, get his cup of tea, as they say, this year. Played very well against the Devils last year when he was on this team. But uh, I have a feeling he is just the fodder the, for the death piece of the rebuilding team that is the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to ride the show. Injuries happen. So he'll come up when there's an injury, and he'll fill in on that back line. But I'm not expecting much more than that. It's a nice, cheap two-way contract. You need those to fill rosters and so on and so forth. He'll be... He'll be fine in Hartford. He'll be fine. He'll nothing be good t- for Hartford. Yeah, He'll be good too for the Rangers in the smart starts. Like, I, I wouldn't expect him to appear in more than 15 games for the Rangers next year. Oh, I had like seven on my over-under. So. Yeah, I'd comfortably take that on, uh, under a 15. Okay, that's good. Uh, so, Hibbert probably playing for the Wolfpack, having a good time there. Uh, we signed another man named Max Lapierre. We have a storied history with him and beating his ass in playoff games. <laughs> Uh, any, uh, any takes on that, my friend? I'm going to save him because I, I just don't expect him to make the team. 
okay. it's a tryout contract, so it's not even it's the least guaranteed contract you could ever get in the NHL. So I think we would be getting too worked up about nothing to really go over him. I think he's washed up. I think he's done, and I I just think he's here because AV knows him. Navy enjoys having that veteran presence in training camp, and he thinks Lapierre can bring that. But I do not expect them to escape. A single game with the Rangers. This is I an incredible... Oh, sorry. Sorry. So, do go on. I don't expect him to make the team either, to be honest. We have too much depth. Yeah, that's about it. Um, that's all I think. Well, this right, is good news. Because we're three minutes and 35 seconds into this podcast, and we're officially out of Ranger news. So, we will take one Ranger question and go from there. How about that? That sounds good, buddy. You were talking about veteran leadership and a a Reddit user named Schmolik. That's that's correct. Schmolik asked us a question uh, two weeks ago that I said we'd get to. And this question says... And then we didn't get to it. And we didn't get to it. In classic Blue Shirts Breakaway uh, fashion, we <laughs> promised something and never deliver. And yet, you all still listen. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he says, my question is, considering the guys we lost, Stahl, Yandel, Brass, Sadface, Boyle, and more, it seems that we've lost a bit of veteran leadership and some of our core. Who are the next gen of talent you'll be counting on to really take the, ne- the next step this season? Personally, I think Mac needs to step it up big time for our D and our, as our captain. As for our forwards, maybe Miller, but I don't see any standout leaders based on last season. That's the whole question. Uh, you want me to go first? I'll, you can go first and I'll go after you. I think, uh, I mean, McDonough and Klein are the easy ones for the defense. I think you're looking at Zuccarello as far as uh, wingers go. And then uh, I think it's Derek Stefan's time to step up. I think the Rangers made it clear they chose him over Broussard. Right. They're kind, they're kind of giving him the keys. So those would be my four. I would think I would think those four. I, I think Klein, just because Klein is becoming one of the few elder statesmen on his team with Nash, but I, I just don't think Nash is that kind of guy where he's going to really make himself heard. So I think it's, my I take, think it's Duke, see, my Duke take Mack was... and Stefan. My take was that, like, if Rick Nash stays on this team, he has to take control. This is this is the year he has to do it. He's been they had great teams in the past. This team's probably a little bit lackluster compared to the other couple of cup runs we're gonna we were had. But he has to take control of this team and actually be the veteran leader he should be. Uh, I know McDonough's the captain. Honestly, uh, I love him as captain, but I don't I don't see another captain on this team. But does he really feel the, the captain type to you? Does, yeah, it, does he feel he like is. the rah-rah leader person? Like, I love McDonough. I'm not saying that in any negative way. I'm just asking the question. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but do you really, is the rah-rah guy really who you need to be the captain? Like, I don't know if that's who you need to define as. I think there's a different. I think Mac is plenty vocal in the locker room. And I think he's a little more. Quiet in the media? Subdued on the ice and with the media. I mean, it's New York media. It's hard to be. Do you really want to be like Sean Avery? When I think Rava, that's what I think of. I don't want Mac. I don't want my captain to do that. I that's fair. I want my captain to be in control of the locker room and, you know, speak when spoken to, and not really more than that. No, I have no problem with McDonough being captain. And like I said, I honestly don't know who else would be captain. If you could name another captain, who would it be? Because like, alternatives right now are Stall and Girardi. So, <laughs> uh, I guess Zook. Like everything kind of goes back to Zook. Yeah, when we said this earlier uh, earlier in the year, that this team built around Zook. So, uh, not, not that Zook can speak as well anymore. So, uh, <laughs> just saying. It's still, it's still around Zook, so we trade away all his friends right. every time. Well, we, we trade away all the people that speak his language, and then we hit him in the head with a puck to make sure he can't speak well. So, this way, he's very quiet and just plays hockey. Maybe 
he can befriend Joe Stall and Girardi, then we'd be able to trade him. Oh, <laughs> we've come full circle. Um, there, there it is. There it is. So honestly, Ranger fans out there, there's not too much to talk about Rangerland. Uh, so we're gonna do that thing where we go and break away from blue shirts. I thought about that one all week. You like that? You like that? <laughs> I think you've been thinking about it for more than a week. It's been like two months. I was like, how am I gonna deliver this line? Um, by the way, uh, there's a there's a plane boarding in the background. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I, I think someone's missing their flight. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's a sad shame they didn't check in. To be honest. I haven't checked in yet. I need to get my little seat assigned at the gate, but I don't fly until 9.30, so I think oh, I Oh, you didn't do, like, the, the pre-check-in? You know, like, the online check-in? So the Savannah Airport is so small that the majority of the time I buy a plane ticket, I don't actually have a seat until I get to my gate. Wow. And then I, I go up to the lady. I'm like, hi, I'm here. And then she scans it, asks if I like to sit in an exit row. I always say yes, and then there we go. I'm 12 deep. <laughs> I've been 12 beyond like my last five flights, I think. There you go, and and that's what we support on this uh, on this podcast: flying 12 deep. It's <laughs> uh, uh, my life motto, man. Fly 12 deep. I like it. Hashtag, hashtag fly 12 deep for this this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> so what, what else can we talk about this week? Honestly, there's the MLB trade deadline. A little bit of Mets news. You, you may be pursuing yeah. Lucroy at this point in time. I should remind everyone that usually we record this podcast on Monday nights, but we're recording this on Sunday because of uh, travel reasons for Greg and I. Yeah, more for you than me. I mean, oh, certainly just me. During yeah, we're recording this during my travel reasons. Actually, right. So um, you're a good sport. Yeah, no. So Lucroy stuff happened, huh? Right. So Lucroy denies his deal to go to the Indians, which is a big deal. By the way, in case anyone was wondering and doesn't know anything about baseball, Lucroy is a catcher for the Brewers who's 31 years old and is quite good. Yeah, and he said the reason he didn't want to go to Cleveland is he they, he wasn't given any guarantee that he'd be the number one next year for Cleveland when Jan Gomes comes back. I thought the reason was for money because he wanted to get the team option out. No, from what I heard, he was... When the Indians said they didn't want to extend him, Luke Roy was then worried he wouldn't get the playing time he wanted. Hmm. So that's why I didn't go. Well, predictions with the Mets, your favorite team, who you happen to see Mike Piazza's retirement day uh, number get retired this weekend. Do you think the Mets are still pursuing him at this point in time? I mean, all of this will be uh, will be determined at this when this podcast goes up, but just take a guess. I honestly think Luke Roy is going to stay in Milwaukee for the rest of the year. Huh. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think... I think the Brewers tried to move him. This was the deal that they liked. Honestly, I don't think it was that great of a deal. They weren't really getting anyone that I liked back from Cleveland. I'm not a big Clint Frazier guy, and speaking of which, I know we probably have a lot of Yankee fan listeners. Like, I'm sure I'm glad you got him for Miller. That's good and all. Uh, but I hope he pans out. I don't know what to tell so you. Here's the, so here's my my thing was I liked the Lucroy and Miller trade combined mm-hmm. because it felt like they only gave up Frazier. But now that they didn't get Luke, I actually, I really hate that uh, Andrew Miller deal on the Indians' part. Feels like they gave up a whole lot for a left-handed reliever. A very good one. Don't get me wrong. An incredibly good one. But the Yankees have suddenly rebuilt their farm uh, very quickly. Uh, Yeah. Very quickly. They better They got to trade Beltran. What are you doing, right? What are you doing? (laughs) You should have traded him a month ago. And he homered again today. What are they doing? I know, he homered against the Rays. Blake yeah, Snell. Yeah. I, he's a ticking time bomb, I feel like, with injuries. If you don't trade him now, you're going to get stuck with him. Brian, you're not get anything from him. 
Brian Castro did tweet out saying there's more things to come. And I know this is not all this is mute because you guys are you guys are going to listen to this when all these moves have been decided. So Right. But uh, as of whatever time it is right now, 7:30? Is it 7:30? Yeah, it is uh 7:31. Ooh, I got oh, two guess. more hours to kill in this airport. This is going to be a long night. Perfect. A long night. Uh, so I looked at the Mets lineup today. Uh, your number not, f- not great, Your number two hitter is Estrubal Cabrera. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> uh, oh, and Estrubal Cabrera's knee blew up in this game, so he's uh, going to the health tomorrow. Oh, is that true? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it means, from what I understand, the Mets are bringing back Matt Reynolds. Hooray. That doesn't speak immediate confidence. I don't think anything will. Do, do you think the Mets should be buyers right now? No. I think they should just stand pat. I agree. Just see, see what you got. Because they don't really have anything to sell, right? No. No one no one really wants Neil Walker right now. And Cabrera, as Flo mentioned, is now injured. And, and you're not gone. trading. And Cespedes is hurt, too. You can't trade him, either. Yeah. I wouldn't trade him. And they tried to I trade Harvey, I, and no one wanted I, him. No one wanted Harvey. I, and he's also, well, Harvey's, you know, ribless now. Yeah. Like, he's like a bad form of steak. Oh. Uh, I'm so you, you, don't yeah, like, you don't like bone-in food, Greg? No, I, 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 not steak. But I like, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. All right, we'll argue I'm another a little, time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little tired. I'm not tired. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I found the Mets. Just see what happens. Roll the dice. They got plenty of pitching. They apparently want... Bullpen help? For, but, for what, though? You like, know, where, where are they going? Do you think this team could beat the Cubs? No, I don't. Me either. And the, and the bullpen help they want is like Joe Smith. And they can't get Tyler Clipper really, and he's a Yankee now. It's not really bullpen help. It's, it's someone that happens to be in the bullpen, but I wouldn't put the word help after that. It's like a guy. One guy, please. Hi, the Mets are looking for one guy? Thanks. Yeah, you know, you you always you'll always have a chance, right? If you have the starting pitching that they do, and at some point they can't continue to be this unlucky all year because that's what it is. Oh, this when this a, team's healthy, they're very very good and can compete to win a World Series. I think that yeah, there's, there's no not, doubt there. And you're not going to hit 205 with runners in scoring position all year. If you do, it's the most unlucky year in the history of baseball. Uh, well, you're, that's, you know, that's how Mets goes, right? That's whole Mets yeah. life? That's the entire yeah. day of it? Not, I, the Mets are going to compete for the wild card the rest of the year. I think it's 50-50 if they ever get it. But I wouldn't make any big splashy deals. There really isn't anyone available. Like, the deal that was floated out there for Luke Roy sounded nice, but I don't know why the Brewers would say yes to it. It wasn't that good of an offer, if you ask me. It was, it Nim- was Darno, Nimmo, right? Darno, Nimmo, and then... The Mets' middle infield prospect, who for some reason we're not bringing up when this Drupal Cabrera is hurt, uh, Gavin Chikini. Okay, yeah, that's like a nice little package, but is that enough? Probably not. I mean, I would personally do that trade every day as a Mets fan because we wouldn't be trading Rosario, we wouldn't be trading Dom Smith, we wouldn't be trading Conforto, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be trading Dilson Herrera. We're holding on to our four best young bats, and we're still getting Luke Roy. And you don't need Darno if you get Lucroy, so flipping him for Lucroy is an upgrade just point blank. But if I'm the Bru- but then again, if I'm I, I like that package more than the package the Brewers were gonna get from the Indians at the same time. So I I don't know how the Brewers view him. It's like they don't they're like trying to get fifty cents on the dollar for Lucroy when they don't have to. 
which is weird. It is I don't weird. know why they're doing it. Yeah, that's strange. Apparently, uh, there's only one other team that offered a better package, though. Uh, who was that, the Dodgers? No. I forget. Someone offered a better, someone offered a better package? Someone, I think it was maybe the Astros? I'm not too sure. I, I'll have to look again. Sorry about that. But aren't the Astros on Luke Roy's list as well? Yeah, they are. Here's the thing. If you're Luke Roy, why don't you just leave? go to Cleveland and go to the playoffs? I, I don't understand why he didn't want to do that. I don't know. And if, you, if he rakes for two months... It's not like Jan Gomes is irreplaceable, right? He's Jan Gomes. Yeah, it's, he's like very average. Very, yeah. very average. And are they going to bring back Mike Napoli? You can't play Luke Roy at first? That's true. And Luke Roy is a 300 hitter. Like, why wouldn't I don't, I don't understand. Why, why, why wouldn't he go there? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I have a feeling I he'll end up he... on the Dodgers somehow. So we'll see. I still think, he's, I think he's, the Brewers are just going to wait until the offseason to trade him now. I will say this, because, not, not that anyone listens is a Rays fan, because they don't exist, it's just me. Uh, <laughs> but if Chris Archer, or at least Matt Moore, isn't traded at this deadline, like, what are you doing? Matt Moore, I like, wouldn't trade Archer. I would trade, I would trade uh, Odorizzi before I trade Archer. Oh, they don't want to trade Archer, but the Dodgers have, have rumored offering Urias plus one, plus one on that, and I would do that. Just my opinion. Uh, have you been impressed by him so far this year? Are you saying it's just a bad rookie year? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it's a bad rookie year. I Same thing that happened with Giolito. Giolito came up and he's just garbage. But, you know, those guys have to figure it out. And Urias, though, is 19 or something like that. It's crazy. He's very young. I don't know. I I wasn't... Their value, away, their value was, is both down. I was, more impressed, I was more impressed by Giolito than I was um, Urias or whatever his name is. Okay. Uh, well, the Rays but, need to sell yeah, like half their team, to be honest. You need to trade at least Matt Moore. Like, what the hell are you doing? Matt. Well, Texas wanted Matt Moore, and they said they said they wanted like this big package. I remember they offered. Uh, actually, the Marlins came to them about. I believe it was Matt Moore, and they they were like, "Okay, give us Yellick and and uh, Real or whatever his name is." And the Marlins well, the Marlins laughed at him. Well, the Marlins don't have prospects to trade, which is their problem. And yeah. the one prospect they had to trade. They traded for Andrew Kashner, so that was great on their end. Who just broke my shortstop's thumb today? Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> what is Matt? What's Matt Moore's contract like? Uh, how many years does he have left? I think he has two years left. They signed him to like a really early extension. I can get this up. When Matt Moore gets the free agency, I can still see him getting a qualifying offer though, because he's Matt Moore. He probably will. It's, it's the so name. Then if I'm, so then if I'm the Rays. <laughs> can I yeah. tell you something funny? I went to Matt Moore contract and it gave me the the Dolphins Matt Moore. Nice, <laughs> nice. What's his contract like? Uh, pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Moore signed till 2019, my friend. That's a great contract, wow. and it's only seven, nine, and ten after that. So yeah, you at least have to beat the draft pick. You know, so you got to get a first round talent back for him, right? And yep. then. But this is the whole reason why the Phillies aren't going to trade Hellickson, because they're going to want to give Hellickson a qualifying offer after the year, and they want the draft pick. So they've told every team, beat the draft pick, and you can have Hellickson. Yep. Uh, and right now, no one wants to beat the draft pick. And I can't blame them. Yeah, why would you for Hellickson? Former race great. Having a, having a great year, though. Can't so, really argue with that. Quick question. I want to go back to hockey for one second now that we've talked all this deadline. Okay. This is a little bit of a nonsense question for you. Sure. Do you think hockey starts too early? Um, no. Okay. I don't. I, listen, I'm not complaining about more Rangers games, and I need the Rangers back in my life, like ASAP, like tomorrow. But here's 
here's why it doesn't start too early, right? Because they need to find the sweet spot. They need to start before you care about the NBA or before the NBA starts. And they need to start before the NFL gets to their playoff push. So they can't start. They have to start like that third week of October because third week of October is still like week six of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So pl- playoff push hasn't quite started. And the NBA, I think, starts usually two weeks after the yeah, NHL. Around two weeks, yeah. And the NBA is a juggernaut now. Yeah. So you need to, in order for the, cat, the hockey to get the eyes of the casual fan, they need to create their own opening. And the only way to do that is by finding that sweet spot between the NFL MLB playoffs, which are going on at the same time. And it just seems like such NBA a tough time season. to start, but I don't know when else they would do it. They're still the fourth sport, and growing it is very tough. And obviously, I want the best for hockey. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I think it's foolish to think hockey is ever going to become bigger than the fourth sport. It's not taking down basketball anytime soon. No, never. Unless, unless the NFL just goes away, it's not taking that down. And baseball's I too think ingrained. Ba- baseball is too ingrained, and baseball is like the perfect niche sport. Like hockey wishes it could be baseball. I'm not asking for hockey to be bigger than any of those three sports. What I'm asking for is to gain just a little bit more popularity so the salary cap doesn't have to go down eventually. But the the reason why I like the season structure is because the NHL playoffs start before the NBA playoffs, and they they start right after March Madness and right after opening day. So you care more about the NHL playoffs than you normally would because it's in the perfect time period. That makes sense. That was my, my one nonsense question for the day. We, we are officially at the 20-minute mark on this absolute nonsense Sunday night podcast. Is there anything else we would like to talk about or would like to post a very crappy 20-minute pod? <laughs> well, I, I haven't watched any TV. I, like, I have no, I've watched literally post- no TV. I've watched no sports. I got nothing, Greg. I, I'm I, further I along a, in BoJack. That's about all I can say. I will say. I still haven't I, even watched last week's TV show I have I have nothing. I have nothing. And I will be, I will be in a uh, a... Waterfield Canyon all weekend. So, oh, yeah. That's, uh, and by weekend, I mean week. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, pretty excited to see that one fan there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh, I, w- yeah. I will say this one thing before we go. I, I went paintballing this weekend with a bachelor party. Now, oh, is he- that what you did the town? Yeah, that's what we did. Hear me out. Now, I've never been paintballing. I'm a master paintballer. Just, just put it out there. It's like a natural niche talent. I have all the mil- militaristic oh. abilities. <laughs> So what you're saying is, in a war-type, Walking Dead-type situation, I need to buddy up with you and get you a gun. No, what I'm saying is, I can light up 11-year-olds hiding behind trees with a paintball gun. <laughs> oh, you're playing against 11? <laughs> wow. That sounds like the most fun thing ever. Yeah, uh, there was like a 32 people games, so it was pretty tough. Uh, but it ended up being like, actually a surprising amount of fun. This, this one place called Skirmish in Pennsylvania had like 50 courses. They were huge. Shout out to Skirmish. Uh, you they, uh, they you guys really went all the way out to Pennsylvania? We to, I, thought you guys were, I thought you were staying on Long Island. No, we went out to, like, I, excuse my language, but Bumblefuck Pennsylvania in the middle of goddamn nowhere. We went to Hershey Park, which was a wonderful time. And I didn't see any Almond Joy costumes, by the way. Not a one. Not a, I tried to take a picture with the Almond Joy guy. They had, like, the Hershey guy, the Twizzler dude, no Almond Joy. That's because it's the shittiest of shit. Uh, yeah, of course. But that, that, air, uh, that airport is, uh, is getting the best of you, my friend. Paintballing was very fun. Uh, we'll be back okay. next week. Uh, I'm sure we might have some Ranger news. Maybe Rick Nash gets traded this week, or maybe nothing happens. But we'll have a better well, show. I will, oh, go I on. will say this. 
Piazza weekend was a whole lot of fun. The number of retirement was a good time. I'm happy I did all my Piazza stuff the last two weeks. Did you uh, did you cry any tears when the when the number was retired, my friend? Uh, yesterday, no, no. Like the tears were Cooperstown. Everything yesterday, you were just trying to stay dry, and you did that to the best of your abilities. But it, it's just fun. It, he's only the second player to have his number retired for the Mets, so that's cool. That is pretty neat. Who's the first, out of curiosity? Seaver. Oh, that makes sense. Only other Met in That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so ne- next week is, on this... Oh. It is... I will, I'll just say, it is okay. interesting that Seaver didn't show up in Cooperstown and didn't come this weekend either. I figured he would show up and, like, pass the torch, but he was absent. And it was, it was, it was a noticeable absence, I feel like. A little salty, I say. Yeah, I'd say so. So I want to I want to just say well thank you for listening to the New York uh, Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast where we only talk about the Rangers every si- single week exclusively. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break on Instagram Blue Shirts Breakaway. You can follow us on Facebook at where Greg will continue to post uh, little blurbs about New York Rangers news uh, at Blue Shirts Breakaway and Blue Shirts Breakaway everywhere else. And you can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We will be back next week. We will have. And this time, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm 95%ing it. We, we will have Eli Joe, my good, my good and dear friend from Evo, <laughs> to be a participant uh, next Monday sure. night. I will be hitting him up, and we will be hopefully recording with him. You'll be back in the sound booth then, uh, and we will we will go forward with the the Rangers deep summer dives. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the crunch bar I'm about to eat. Ooh, uh, one last thing. If any listener out there is like, hey, uh, these guys don't have anything to talk about, like any Ranger stuff. If you want to ask any questions, like feel free. Go to our email at, uh, on, on the BlueShirtsBreakaway.com website. Co- click Contact Us and send us any questions. If you want us to do a theme episode, seriously, hit us up. We'll probably do it. So, uh, a theme episode? Yeah, like if we wanted to go like over like a certain show or like, you know, some summer, is, n- some summer this nonsense. Is, this, is how, this is how you and I have to do like a musical episode. Oh, sing a, everything. a musical episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway. That would be quite, quite – maybe we'll do that one day and not post it. Sounds good. Maybe – or maybe we'll just never do it. Or we'll say we did, Greg. Shh, shh. Yeah, sure. That's why I said not Magic. post it. Perfect. This Got has it. been uh, this has been uh, enlightening. I'm very sorry for everyone that listened to all the airport announcements in the background, but you, now you can stalk Greg and you know where he lives, and uh, <laughs> that's good. So there's that. Uh, everyone have a great week. I will be in Zion, Utah, till next Monday, and uh, Greg, get home safe. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Sounds good, my friend. Bye bye, everyone. Right, buddy. My, bye. my voice is cracked like I'm 11. Bye bye. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.